0: Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, show their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy-Tatic. Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing well this week. We just got back from celebrating Thanksgiving, so Lori, Ginger, and I have a lot to talk about today. The three of us will be talking about the joy of making for others today. And at Fine Finishes, we are talking about giving and receiving criticism. So stay tuned. How are you, ladies? I'm doing well.
1: Yeah, ditto. Ditto. I feel like, uh, you know, it was a nice break. Um, We had a nice long Thanksgiving break. I had taken that Wednesday off before. So uh, getting back into real life this morning was a little tougher. (laughs) than I had anticipated, but but I'm here. (laughs) How about you? you? Yeah. How about you, Tracy?
0: Oh gosh. Long weekend. I too took the Wednesday off for travel. Um, and I haven't traveled for Thanksgiving in quite a while. So that was kind of a big deal, but we had lots of like good things happen as we traveled. Um, but it was an all day affair getting to North Carolina where I spent the weekend, and then we came back Saturday and didn't get back home until midnight. Oof. And silly me, silly me, I thought I would have time to sew yesterday, <laughs> uh-huh. but no. Yeah. But no, we were all super exhausted, and then one of us had to go grocery shopping, so <laughs> it
1: turned into me. Yep. That real life, it smacks you in the head. Real life, mm-hmm. is <laughs> so stinky. How about you, Lori.
0: Well, we had a long
2: week. Uh, We went to visit our son and his wife in Texas. First time for us to visit their new place. They have an RV resort about 60 miles uh, east of Dallas. It was gorgeous. Mm. Um, It was absolutely beautiful. A funny thing, though, uh, our daughter-in-law had sent us information when tickets to fly down were $99, and we didn't buy the
0: tickets. Oh, no. no.
2: So then by the time I got ready to buy the tickets, they were $350 each. Oh,
0: no. So
2: we drove uh, with one of our sons and a granddaughter, and uh, it was uh, about a 12-hour drive. And I kind of felt beat up by the time I got there, but it's such a restful place that Yeah, You know, it was okay. We sat down by the shore and looked at the pretty water and did some fishing and, of course, had this wonderful dinner, Thanksgiving Day. It was just a great, great little break.
1: Oh, good. Were you able to do any sewing at all or was it all just uh, visiting?
2: I had no intention of doing any sewing. I did see a sewing machine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're like, it was in the background. It was there. It was over there in the corner. <laughs> oh, Well, my gosh. I was up to my eyeballs in projects. I decided this year that I am, uh, for Christmas, I am uh, making just little purses for, I have uh, three, how many do I have now? Three nieces and then my two sister-in-laws. And uh, I found this really cute little pattern. Um, it's the Sally Tomato. Um, and it's the strappy, uh, zippy, zippy bags. That's what it was. They're really cute. I'll put a link to them on the, in the show notes. Um, but they were so easy to put together, but I had never really made any little bags like that. I had ordered, um, finding the hardware for them was really hard, um, especially. I can help you with that. Well, I, I figured it out now, but at the mm. time, like when I first got it, cause this is like about a month and a half that I was like searching for all of this stuff. Cause you need a lot of the, um, the hooks and the uh, D rings and I needed a half inch one, not like I could find the bigger ones, but finding the half-inch ones was really hard. Um, it was so funny. I walk into Joanne's and they're just like, "We don't have any. Stop asking." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ah. "Oh my goodness, yeah." So You've it, gotta love Joanne's this time of year. Oh yeah. So it was just so funny. They're like, "We don't have that size." So and I was like, I just checked all the time. Every time I went by one, I was like, "Oh, I'll go check and see if they got any more in," because I think I had wiped them out of any that they did have. But I was sewing. I think I've got. I'm making eight total, and I've got four done. So I'm about halfway through. And um, like I said, for me, it was just so much fun to like, you know, do something different that I hadn't really done before. I didn't do, I might try to do one as like a quilted bag and kind of quilt the fabric myself just to, you know, bump it up a notch. But um, I kept it simple for the first four at least. Um, But yeah, so that was, that was pretty much my whole break. It's so funny that, and then I organized my sewing space uh, mainly because my husband yelled at me and told me I had to. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're kind of sharing a space now. He's got his snowboard stuff and everything in there for his work. And so uh, he came in, like, this was earlier in the weekend or whatever. And he was like, I need to get to that closet. And there's just no way. And I was like, I'll do it. I promise. So, yeah. So anyway, so uh, it was exhausting, but it looks amazing. So that was kind of fun. So
0: two things. So I saw the bags and they're super cute. You did a great job. Thank you. Next time you need to make... You need supplies. I've got suppliers for you. Okay. Okay. And Lori, have you ever heard of Sally Tomato? Because I saw you grab a pen and write it down. I have not. I had not either. Okay. It's not just me. I was like, how have I not heard of this? Yeah.
1: This was a pattern that I had gotten when I had gone to that quilt. It was the quilt affair that was in uh, Longmont. And so I bought it there and I got, they had, she had it all uh, bundled. She had the fabric with it. And I was just going to make one for my niece, but I couldn't find any of the hardware because they didn't have the hardware there. And I don't know if it's just, it's probably, there's probably. Probably like a container somewhere in... You know, the uh, middle of the ocean yeah, right now yeah. that has a million of yeah. them. But um, I just could not find the hardware anywhere. So, yeah, when uh, you guys check out their website, um, they have some really cute patterns and just, oh, my goodness, a million gift ideas. Like, I feel like there's so many little things. And um, and I do. I like giving bags. I feel like everybody always needs a bag, you know, and, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I ended up trying to find some fabric that kind of fit everybody's personalities. And it's so funny because I have uh, two nieces and my sister-in-law. I'm going to just send all three bags that I made and they can fight over who gets what. Because they're all kind of sort of <laughs> similar and, but I did them all in black too, thinking that that would be a little more forgiving. Like there's sometimes ton- mm-hmm. a variation of black. And I think that was a smart idea because you can't see the little, little fobbles and the little, you know, moments that I, uh, you know, didn't do as, as great on, um, but it was a really good learning experience because I hadn't really worked with hardware before. And, um, you know, zippers, I had gotten the roll of zippers, which was really kind of cool to be able to go in and just cut it to the size that I needed. Cause I mm-hmm. couldn't find the size that I needed in order to fit that. And it suggested like, Oh, try doing a roll. And so I found some, I, I think I ordered it off of Amazon and just had that come in. And, um, yeah, so that was really, it was just kind of fun to work with something different and, um, start cranking them out. And, uh, yeah, but I already did. I already found the one and it was so funny. I decided to do my sister-in-laws in um, this flannel material because she loves that like kind of red and Christmassy flannel. It was so hard to work with because it's so much thicker. And so trying to like oh, right. do all those, turn everything inside out and do all of that. And there was already, I need to go back in and fix it, but that's okay. I'll, I'll do it. But I, I just had to laugh because her and I always butt heads with each other. And I was like, of course it would be hers that would give me issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's like the universe knows. <laughs> yes. Always the way. Always. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so are you guys doing a lot of gifts for the holidays? I know, Lori, you usually do, don't you?
2: Yes. We have what, what I call the pile of quilts. And I simply <laughs> throw all the quilts I've made it during the year that I'm willing to give away underneath the Christmas tree unwrapped. And then everybody draws a number and picks a quilt according to what number they drew. Ah. Uh. I have to have about 20 quilts. I need to to revise now that I know who's coming and who's not. Because if you don't come to Grandma's, you don't get a quilt. Okay, well, how do we get
1: invited to Grandma's so we can get a
2: number? (laughs) I I want a number.
0: I want a number (laughs) (laughs) too. We say this every year.
2: (laughs) I know you do. So I think I need about 20 quilts and I have 12.
1: Oh, wow. So you still got a ways to go. I still have a
2: ways to go. But really, when you think about it, that means I need. Eight quilts, and I've got four weeks.
0: So that's two a week. That's
2: only two a week. And that's I have only, only two ginger. a week. <laughs>
0: but, but I have unfinished projects that I can finish. Ah, that's true. So, that's good. so it's totally doable. I think my record is finishing eight quilts in two weeks. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and I'm talking like a big quilt, not like a small quilt.
1: Right. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: oh, man. Yeah. Because so, how I'm, big are the quilts usually? I mean, are they varied in size or?
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, Everything from just little table toppers and mug rugs to king size. Uh,
0: That's does anyone ever fight over them? Well, uh, uh, no fisticuffs
2: have been involved. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. That's going to be in the news one day. It'll be like, family (laughs) goes to war over
0: quilts. (laughs) I can't even tell you how many people sent me stories this weekend of people using fabric shears to cut the turkey. What? Yeah. I got got two or three of them that people sent to me. I'd hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Right? I'm like – They just, like, would go and grab them, not realizing they were fabric shears? Oh, my God. One was, uh, like, a whole
0: telling of the story of grabbing the scissors and, like, the person coming in and saying that they needed the scissors to cut the turkey, and someone said, oh, you know, mom has some in her craft room. Go in. That's over there. And she came back with the best ones, and they didn't know until she Uh needed to wash them and then everybody was like <gasps> no and then yeah. and then it was a whole telling and it was like my my you know my son's friend who's practically a son to me um put it on my wall on facebook but then the other one was someone who sent me a tiktok no someone actually did a tiktok of finding the scissors in the dishwasher <sighs> and the person being like i spatchcocked the turkey oh gosh you know which is like cutting it open cutting out the spine and yes. then making it flat to cook it and, um, and she's like, why are my $30 scissors in the dishwasher? Yeah. Oh. And, <laughs> and it was all on film, which was probably like a funny joke, but still it wasn't very funny.
1: No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, my- yeah. Goodness. Oh, so, how about you, Tracy? Are you doing a lot of projects for everybody? You or? know,
0: I I probably am going to do some small projects. Um, you know how I mentioned in the last episode that I made those little thread catchers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I would like to make some of those for my coworkers. Shh, don't tell them. Hopefully don't tell not me, listening. But, Oh, oh, put me on that list. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I will make one for you and I'll try <gasps> to pick good fabric. Yes. For you. Um, but so that's really it because I sort of have run out of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've had quite the year oh. at our house. So I just feel like, um, while my best laid plans were that I wanted to have at least a quilt for my oldest son for Christmas, but that really didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I have ideas. I have ideas for really good patterns that people could do at the last minute.
2: I've been seeing lots of things on Facebook where people are making just little log cabin blocks oh. and putting a piece of cord on them and making doing ornaments. something to make yes. them stiff and make ornaments. You could do gift tags that That's way too. That's a idea.
0: Yeah. All right. So. I know that you two have some great patterns that you are probably your go-to's, or or even maybe it's not even a pattern. It's just something that you whip up when you've got a gift. And you're both nodding your head. Mm -hmm. So I'm (laughs) all right, Lori. So what's your go-to?
2: I love to make log cabin and churn dash blocks. They're so easy, so quick. You don't have mm-hmm. to think about it. You can make them little and make mug rugs. You can make them big and put a couple of pretty uh, feature fabrics on the sides and turn it into a tote. Um, if you got lots of time, you can make a whole quilt. Uh, Potholders are, are good for single blocks you can again with log cabins and churn dashes you can make them the right size for a potholder um, if you're making a potholder do remember to use insel or something like that that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. actually protects your hands yeah there are just so many things when you start
0: sewing i know, you know? I know. it's great It's true. What about you, Ginger? Do you have any go-to little (laughs) gifts that you give as like a hostess gift? Because I think – when I think potholder, I definitely think like hostess gift. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I don't mean to put you on the spot if you, if yeah, you
1: don't. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's so funny. Like I feel like I definitely – like I love to come up with like, okay, this is one thing I want to make for everybody. So that way everybody kind of has one. So I think that's where I kind of got this idea for the purses this year and just mm-hmm. randomly happened to come across that pattern. and um But it, it, I think the secret is trying to find something that – isn't super detailed. So that's why I think when you have those extra blocks or you have a quick block that you can do. Um, For me, it's so funny. I have still have so much denim left um, because my husband, I just literally like probably cut up oh, at least 30 pairs of jeans. So I think trying to figure out like, okay, I've got a whole stash of that. What kind of things can I make with that? So I think it's a matter of looking at what you've got and then figuring out like, okay, how elaborate do you want to make it? Because if you're making a bunch of them, you don't want anything that's going to take you a long time to do. Mm -hmm. Um, right? So that's why I think doing like the potholders and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, Coasters. Yeah. Even smaller. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I've definitely, I've done that for like, um, I did that one year for all my coworkers. I just did did a bunch of like I had gotten this like Christmas fabric and I was like, all right, I'm not going to do anything else with it. So I just did little Christmas coasters for everybody and it was so much fun. They were super easy to do and I used – yeah, I I was able to use up my whole stash of stuff. So yeah. So I I just – it's so funny. I can't say that I have like a pattern go-to or anything like that. I really love to give practical things to people cuz i feel like they appreciate it you know it's not something you know sometimes i feel like you know you can only make so many quilts for people and it's like okay here's another one you know so i feel like when you're able to take those skills and and do something a little different with them um and i really enjoy making bags for people cuz that i i love getting bags so for me that that Same. yeah so uh yeah but how about you do you have some go to stuff it sounds like you do I do. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm with Lori,
0: um, in, in that, like, I'd like to make a little something to bring. Um, and, and even if it's like a little gift bag that I could put a bottle of wine in, at least it's got that little personal touch or putting a little ornament around a bottle of wine I do sometimes. Um, and you could do that with sparkling cider if a person doesn't drink. Um, and coasters are a great idea. Um, we actually did on the cover of the January issue of Quick and Easy Quilts, which is in stores now. We did a, um, a gift bag and it was yeah. by, um, Abigail Dollinger, Lori, hey. and she did a string pieced um piece of fabric and then and so on the cover it's a Christmas one but inside she did a birthday one and one that was like blue and silver kind of Hanukkah-ish um and it was so cute yeah. and I loved having something that was um not a quilt on the cover um, just because I thought it looked really festive. Um, But I think that's also just something really quick that you can whip up with an old block or like she did with string piecing or not even, you know, piecing it and just, you know, adding maybe some stitches or maybe it's just fabric. Um, But it's just a little something. And I feel like that also is something that um, is super eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really kind of thinking more towards making gift bags this right. year to wrap mm-hmm. things in. Yep. Just because it kills me every year to, you know, use up all that paper. Yeah.
1: Well, and then you can collect the bags back and then just give them back next year, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's true. Everybody gets assigned a bag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Another thing that I like to do when I do pot holders is I like to make a pocket in them and shove in a recipe. Oh, yeah, that's
1: really cute. Uh,
2: they're just, you know, just real little simple things that you can do to to kick that handmade present up a notch. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I know that when when I do little makeup cases, zippered makeup mm-hmm. bags. Yeah. It's fun to stuff them with her she kisses.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I
1: like that. Um,
0: yeah. Or I put little, like, lip balms mm-hmm. and just yes, little, like, yeah. little cosmetics if I know it, especially if it's, like, a teenager. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, because they love that type of stuff. And then if they get a little makeup, it's not a very expensive gift, mm-hmm. but it they're going to use it. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've done that before, and I'm with you, Ginger. I love I love making little bags. Um, I used to test patterns for um, pickle pie designs. Oh, nice. um, and that's Lisa Archer. She's awesome. She's super creative, and she does nothing but like in the hoop projects. And so um, there. And so when I tested them, I would always just make lots and lots, and then I would give them away as gifts. Um, and she has patterns for not only bags and coasters with like and lots of things with monograms on it which make it a little more personal mm. um but we also did little like signs that were done on like a stiff interfacing that you tri- you trimmed and then put a little ribbon that it would the oh, yeah. embroidery machine would stitch the ribbon on and it would be everything from you know like just saying a powder room kind of thing kind of sign to um you know a quilter A quilter lives here, a quilter works here, um, that kind of stuff. Just cute sayings. Um, And so I used to always give those away because I was making them up all year round anyway. And so it was always nice to have uh, just a little something to give to someone. What is a
1: good gift for the men in my life. Because I feel like I always come up with really fun purses and bags and things like that. And my dad always is like, he loves it when I show him all the stuff that I make, but I don't know what to make for him. Like, what's a good idea? I guess I could do almost like a, a not necessarily a makeup bag, but like a shaving kit bag maybe. Mm-hmm. and yes. just like yes. that. that could work. Boxed corners. Yeah. One with boxed corners. Yeah. That'd be super cute for like a travel case. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do something like that. I would love to make him something. Because he has been so supportive since I thought it, of doing, the, like since I I've been doing all this and whenever I show anything, it just, he gets so blown away and it's so funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but. What about making him a quilt? Does he take naps? He does. And I made them a quilt that they have, but they, it just sits on their couch. Like I've never actually seen them use it. Like it's out all the Mm -hmm. time and it's there, but I don't know. I don't see them when they're cuddling and watching movies and stuff. So I don't know. But yeah, maybe I could make like a more, a more manly quilt, I guess, um, because the one I felt that I made him before, it was like a, a you know, it was just a cow's path type uh, quilt. And it was, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he would react. He might, might be okay with a quilt, but I don't know. I got to think hard. If anybody's got any good ideas on like good good guy projects... That I could do. You to... might
2: think about doing one of the little pocket things that go over the arm of the recliner where you can mm-hmm. stuff a ooh. magazine mm-hmm. or put the remote. The remote control because yeah. and... he's
1: always losing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ooh, I like that idea. That's a
0: great idea, yeah. boy. Because now I'm thinking, ooh, I could make those for my in-laws and they would love it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh we good. We also, just FYI, just all of a sudden occurred to me because my mother-in-law has a walker, and I have a pattern coming in. Um, it's a pattern for uh, a walker pouch, a pouch like that that goes over oh, yeah. the walker and then That's it has ribbons great. on the side and it's got pockets. Oh, um, cool. and it's a pattern by Mary Hurdle. So it's yeah. got a little paper oh. piece butterfly, but you can use any of her patterns and drop them in any of her designs because they're all the same size.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm wondering one thing I would love to get him. He's a painting contractor and he still does a lot of painting even though he's kind of semi-retired. And he always has his putty knife with him. So it'd be kind of cool oh. if I could make him like a little putty knife holder that pouch. he could put on his belt. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm thinking I might try to see if I can find if anybody knows of any good patterns or something for something like that. Like, a, like almost, mm-hmm. You can probably find like a knife holder one, I bet, um, that <laughs> probably. I, could, I could do that would do that. But something like that I think he would love if I did it in a really fun fabric. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that idea. But yeah, so it's kind of fun because I feel like I got the girls covered, but when it comes to the guys, I'm like, I don't know, what what can I do? Because I still want to kind of give them some homemade lo- or handmade love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so, think guys are a lot harder. Yeah, they are sometimes yeah. I, I think you're you're right because
0: it's it's just harder to pick fabric. But you know, Ginger, I feel like you've you've made lots of things that are that are like quilts even, like the kiss quilt. Mm-hmm. and I went and, to a guy you know, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah so true. And the t shirt quilts. You yeah, know, like these are all things that that you've made that are been super masculine and and really fun. Yeah. Um, I have I realized today that my my son, who's the chef, needs masks.
1: Oh yeah. He
0: he had asked a while back, but then he told me that he they had given him masks at work. And then today he sent me a picture of the mask that they have at work and it totally doesn't fit his face. Oh no. Oh. So apparently I need to make more masks. Um, but he's also one where I need to make him, um, an apron. I've got yeah. this gorgeous fabric that's, um, oh gosh, I forgot what it's called, but it's from Moda. It's like toweling,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it, it's extra long. So I've been meaning to make him, a, a, an apron and then he also wants a knife roll, Ooh, um, because you know, yeah. chefs have oh, knives, yeah. right? um, but he wants it in leather and I've never sewn with leather Ooh. and so, and I'm afraid to mess it up. Okay, two things you need to think about with leather. One is
2: yes, if you make a mistake, the needle holes will show. Right, mm-hmm. and the other is there are needles that are specifically mm-hmm. made to sew leather. Yeah, and they'll they'll uh, cut your th- your thread breakage a lot. Okay, yes,
0: I have that, and I have um I have two different feet that are specific for working with leather, um, but I'm still afraid of. Of how much the leather costs.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, you should try it. Maybe try it on like a fake leather and see how it I goes. Think I'm going to. Yeah. I found, I it's found kind of like a muslin.
0: Kind of <laughs> a, I found kind of a, I, I don't know if it's actual leather. It's probably pleather, but yeah. I found it at Goodwill, like a coat. Oh, and so I figured that yeah. I would test on that first. Um, plus, I don't know
1: the size of all of his knives, so yeah. I'm sort of guessing. Well, but that's still uh, a great idea because, I mean, I, there's been some good finds at some of the thrift stores where you can find some, like, leather jackets that are true leather. And then, uh-huh. you know, you really are kind of taking it to a higher purpose. So I think that that's a, it's a good way to to start at least. and um, Right. Yeah, but I think test it on that and see how you feel. Build up your confidence.
2: Yeah. And Tracy, right. when you figure out what size of piece you need... Mm-hmm. Check with me first because I do have some leather.
0: (gasps) Nice. You do. And I'd be glad to share. Oh, Oh my gosh. I love you so much, (laughs) Lori. Yeah. I've been thinking about that because, I mean, I know that he he would appreciate reusing... You know something mm-hmm. like uh, you know giving it a new purpose, but I also want it to last yeah. and be like a good quality. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been something that's been on my to make list for a really long time. Maybe I can still make that happen because yeah. I mean I've got I've got a, a couple of weeks. Like I think right. I could do that. Do it, and he would love that. Yeah, yeah. Look at you, Ginger. I'm like, do yeah, it, do, do it. it, do it,
1: do <laughs> it. I want to hear how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah. I just assume Um, you and Lori know everything and have done everything. So it's so exciting when it's like, you haven't done that? What? Ginger. (laughs) Just the fact that I was able to like talk about a new pattern that you guys didn't know about. That's a miracle. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) I I taught you something.
0: (laughs) Now I need to like go look up Sally Tomato like crazy because I'm like, why have I not heard of this? Oh, that's so funny. First of all, I'm not Lori. Lori's got like She's got so much experience. So she's the person I still go to. I'm like, Lori, how do I do yes, this? What's up? <laughs> what do I do here? But I by by no stretch of the imagination am I like, you know, it, you know, an amazing know everything,
1: know it all, oh. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are pretty up there. I was like, oh. So it's exciting when I think that you still have that that moment of like, oh, wow, I haven't done that before. And right. Yeah, right. it is. It's like that's what keeps you going. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: always fun to find new things and new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So there's a couple of quilt patterns. And I'm curious that, you know, what my go-to – so if I need to make a quilt last minute, Lori, what I'm looking at is like either – either really big, Mm -hmm. quick blocks, or using pre-cuts. What's your go-to when you've got two quilts to make per week for the next four weeks?
2: Okay, if I were starting from scratch, because I have pre-cuts, I would probably do something that just incorporates fat quarters. I'm thinking of like the Turning 20 series of quilts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those go together so fast. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And then another thing that I do when I'm under the gun is I use whole cloth for the backs of my quilts instead of piecing those. Listen <laughs> yeah. to her. She sounds so when disappointed. In exactly.
1: <laughs> oh. Be like, oh, it's only pieced on the front. Darn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What a bummer. You're, you're such a slacker.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a pattern. Lori, I know you're going to remember this one because. Oh, gosh. Do you remember way back when? (laughs) Way back. I think it was right after I moved here. We used to do those Facebook Lives. Right. And we did a trunk show. Yes. And there was this pattern. I think it was in – it had to be in pre-cut patchwork. Right. um, That was called Bountiful Boxes. And it was made with that gorgeous Maywood Christmas collection. And the trick to this pattern is that you need you need a layer cake, two charm packs, and a jelly roll to make the whole quilt. We actually just re-ran the pattern, I think, in McCall's. I'll put links below and I'll show a picture. Um, and it is still on my like go-to list because basically you're not cutting anything. You're putting all those patches together and it just makes this super scrappy kind of like a turning turning 20 Mm -hmm. quilt. I actually picked this one, um, to go into my peace on earth holiday countdown. Oh, which I'm going to give a plug, which it's not too late. It's not too late to sign up for that. Um, for anyone who's interested, but that's like an advent calendar. Oh, I just gave away what one of the patterns in it. Oopsie. Oopsie. Um, Oopsie. But, but it was just one of those patterns that i loved. And so there are over 40 patterns. I think it's probably like 43 patterns that they get In this collection of over 13 days advent, kind of advent calendar. I put air quotes (laughs) in my advent calendar because really you don't have to be, you don't have to celebrate Christmas. You can celebrate Hanukkah. There's some Hanukkah ones, but also if you don't celebrate anything, any of the patterns that I included can be just made using regular fabric. Oh, and so so
1: where do they find that at?
0: So we'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's called the Peace on Earth Holiday Countdown. And if they sign up for our newsletter, like the Quiltic Daily newsletter, they've probably already heard of it. Um, but it is, it is totally fun. Like I had a blast making it. Um, there's a pattern, um, a recipe, a silly joke. Um, sometimes there's a video component in it each day, but you open up these little boxes each day and there's like a whole, whole little gifty gift inside. Fun. Oh, yeah. Yes. No. So that's that's one of the patterns that, and I can't. I'm not going to give away any of the other ones because there's another one in there that I tried. Um, just, I just made one block for a color option, and oh my goodness, it was so much fun, and it was all pre cuts. Oh, nice! And it was so much fun. Um, also, disappearing nine patch, mm. totally one of my go tos for a quick gift um, because you can make those squares any size right. and then cut them up. You know, like I'm starting to think, why not make it with a, um, with a layer cake,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and right? Make huge, you know, huge blocks. That would be awesome. Um, and I have a tendency to coordinate the interior blocks so that it makes sort of a sashing look. But you can make it super scrappy too
1: nice i need to get to the point where i am planning out my projects throughout the year as opposed to like oh right? it's november i should be doing this now <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Ginger, we just need to have, like, a retreat in, like, July. <laughs> yeah.
1: Seriously, like a Christmas planning retreat. And yep. then that way you've got your stuff and, you know, hopefully by November you'll have it all done and then you don't have to stress. But yeah, I honestly – I had such fun this weekend just – we're just doing that. You know, it's like, okay, good. And I don't know. I, I had a good time actually. I'm just all of a sudden having fantasies of wouldn't that be a fun retreat to go
0: to a Christmas in July? Yeah. Retreat where you just learn to, you just show up and there's sewing machines and fabric and you just make projects all weekend. Oh, my gosh.
1: Sounds like heaven. <laughs> Sounds like
0: heaven. Oh. Yes.
1: I like it. All hmm. right. It'll be July soon, so. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to, to get... Christmas yet. Yeah. I know. This was I know. First, Ginger. Oh.
0: <laughs> One year at a time, Ginger. Oh, One year at a time. I know. I know. So, so fast.
1: Although I hate to say I'm already planning next July's magazines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you do it. Like, you're so far ahead on everything. You're always thinking months and months and months ahead. So,
0: (laughs) Do you know the first year I was here, I was so discombobulated by Christmas that, like, I had already felt like I had celebrated? Uh Uh-huh. So I was not in the mood. Yeah. You're like, I'm done. (laughs) Isn't that weird? I was (laughs) tired in March.
2: And the art director had Christmas decorations in her office. Oh. Yeah, they were doing yeah. photography for oh, the yeah. December issues in March, and it just blew me away. Yeah, it's
0: like, yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. I remember one year we did um, we did a, a New Year's party in August. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once we put all the years' uh, magazines together, you know, we we all went out for you know to celebrate, and I even pulled out my New Year's Eve sweater, uh-huh. my ugly New Year's Eve sweater. <laughs> Some, but it was too hot. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, really. Oh. oh, it was so funny. All right, ladies, are you ready to go on to fine finishes? Yeah, let's do it. Yes.
2: So today we're talking about taking and giving criticism. And there's a right way and there's a wrong way. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and tell my story first. A person that I really loved when my children were small told me that I was a mean mother. Uh And I was totally devastated. She also really loved my children. So evidently, if I were mean, uh, it was working because my children behaved well enough that she liked them. Mm-hmm. But but it always felt like, like that was um, just such a terrible thing to say because it hurt my heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if she thought I was being harsh... I've always thought that that maybe there was a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's the wrong way. But I have to mm-hmm. also tell you about the right way. Mm-hmm. My mom and I uh, participated in a quilt challenge where we built quilts together, three of us. So I'd do a center, my mom would do a center, and my sister would do a center, and then we'd pass it to the next person. And they'd do a border, and we'd pass it to the next person, and that person would do the final border. And then there was a tea at the end where everybody that participated in the challenge got together and and went to this luncheon. And on the way home from the luncheon one year, my mom said to me, Honey, would you like me to show you how I do binding? (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh, wow. And I can tell you still by looking Mm -hmm. at those quilts, what year she set it in? Because oh, there really? is a very very distinct difference in my binding from that year to the next. Oh. I do a really nice job on binding now that Mom
1: showed me how. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's interesting. Well, and it's so funny. I think when you're when you're getting criticism, who's criticizing? It really does make a difference because I think if it it's does. a random person, I tend not to be like, oh, whatever. But when it's your mom or your mother-in-law or if it's somebody who really is, you know, so important in your life, I think it is really hard to not be, a, you know, get hurt, I think. Yes. Because I know I know, I wear every project on my sleeve. Like I definitely, mm-hmm. like I take every single thing that I do personally mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody, what's nice is nobody else in my family really does this. So they all think everything I do is great. And I'm like, all <laughs> right. But my Husband's grandmother, on the other hand, I mean, it's just, you know, I I feel as if, you know, one, I don't cook. So right right there, I had like that X against me to go in. But when I started sewing, she at least started to like talk to me and like, you know, do things. But so, yeah, so I think when it comes to getting criticism, uh, you know, who's doing the criticizing, I think really does matter. Um, And I think when you do get those bad, you know, comments it makes you better at criticizing other people. I think, at least, uh, I agree. That's a good point. That's a good point,
0: Lori. I'm going to go back to your story because I actually, you know, spent the weekend with my my mother-in-law. And she's incredibly critical uh, of me, and and I realized at one point because I had brought uh, we we brought one of my quilts with us because I it was kind of small and I wanted my daughter to have something. On while we were traveling Yankees, we got stuck somewhere um, and so at one point, she was snuggling under that quilt, and I realized there were two other quilts that I had made in the room and I had this moment because I think because I give away like everything I make, I don't have any i don't have much perspective on how I've grown as a quilter over the years. And I turned to my husband and I said that I wished that I had those quilts around me more frequently because I'm proud of them. They looked really good, right? And they were things that I worked really hard on because it was for her, right? Um, and, and, I, and I sort of – and so I I completely get that, you know, and I think she, she never – one of them, we, you know, just made and surprised her. But the other one, she literally sent me a swatch. Mm. <laughs> of She's like, do this. <laughs> <To match. laughs> like I had to match what, you know, she wanted because it was for her living room. And she really wanted me to make it. Um But I caught myself over the weekend. I had hopped on Instagram at one point And, you know, I try and I always, you know, here I am on the show. I always talk about being nice and being kind and not. And holding your tongue and not, you know, encouraging people. And I saw a quilt and I went, oh, God, why did she do that (laughs) in my brain, you know? And, of course, I'm not going to comment on it. But I actually caught myself and I went, why would I say that? That's not my quilt. I don't know how long they've been quilting. You know, like, why would I be that judgy? If I was standing next to a person, I wouldn't even – nothing would even come out of my mouth, right? But yet, because I was behind the screen, I was like, oh, God. You know, (laughs) Like – and so I just – I think I really appreciate, Lori, that you shared that story because that's the perfect example of of how – the right way and the wrong way to say things. And don't we want to encourage people Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and not – you know, yes. discourage them.
1: Yes. Well, I, it's so funny when you tell that story, Lori. One, how could anybody think you're mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but We're not her kids. The part, <laughs> well, the part of the story that you left out was it was your husband that pointed out that, you know, hey, but she loves our kids. And so, right. you know, you're being strict. You know, it had a – there was a reason mm-hmm. behind it. And, and right. you know – you guys are able to take a step back and see that, but they're only seeing it from that perspective, you know? And I I definitely think uh, now that my parents have lived closer, them judging me being a parent, like, you know, it it is, it's a totally different world. But I just think it's pretty amazing that your husband was the one that pointed that out to you. And it seemed like that gave you a little bit of like, oh yeah, you're right. She does love my kids. (laughs) Right. Right. It, it
2: made it all feel like, like I was okay.
1: Yeah. But still, it hurts. Like it definitely <sighs> yeah. does. And, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, I, I try, Tracy, like you, it's like I try really hard. If I do see something, I just try to find something positive, whether it's something I would never do in a million years. You know, it's like trying to find that one thing that you mm-hmm. like about it. So that way you can genuinely say, Hey, that looks great. Or, you know, I think, and, and it's not easy. Sometimes you have to work hard to, to not criticize. <laughs> But it's worth the effort because then you're still encouraging.
2: <laughs> when we're talking about quilts and, and you know, it's something that we truly don't like, we can always talk about fabric choices,
0: mm-hmm.
2: block choices. Um, we don't have to say you made that block really well. We can just say, you know, that's one of my favorite blocks. Mm-hmm. I really love the churn dash block. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, look how, find one thing that, that mm. really was good. Like look at how you match those points there. Yeah. Even if, if there's only one spot. Exactly. The yeah. place that there was one spot where they did it right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've seen some quilters just to sort of, you know, I don't want to ramble on about this too much, but I saw someone recently on Facebook in one of the quilting groups and she had a, made a quilt had the entire thing quilted, bound it, and showed it to her husband. And he said, why would you turn that block that way? And now the poor woman can't unsee that she made one mistake with one triangle square. Right, right. And, you know, the horrible thing was that she literally was thinking about tearing out the quilting. Can you imagine... I mean, and I can't imagine because, you know, I've made mistakes, but I don't take it that personally. Right. And luckily one person said, well, why don't you just, um, you know, take a Sharpie and color in yeah. where it's white, where it's supposed to be brown. Yes. And, and I thought the same thing because I thought, why don't you just applique? Yeah. Yes, something on. yeah, yeah. You, know? Yep. you know, and that way it'll be fixed um, because it really literally, like, I cannot imagine Wanting to take out all the quilting. Oh to fix yeah, no. Oh, oh, oh no. So I mean, it's just you have to be careful with the way that you word it to someone. And I get that you know that was her husband. He's not a quilter. He doesn't understand how much work she put into it. Um, and and sometimes that's the worst part, right? Yeah. People who who we love who <laughs> right. who
1: aren't quilters mm-hmm. who make comments that you know hurt our feelings. Yeah. No, I remember my husband used to like because I would always be like, Ah, your your grandmother just hates me. And he used to be like, Oh no, you know, she loves you, blah, blah, blah. Now he's just like, Yeah, no, she does. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I liked it better when you when you made me feel like she kinda sorta loved me. <laughs> so Oh ginger, ginger honey, that is her loss. Oh yeah, thank you. you know, well ginger. I I came to terms with it a while ago, so <laughs> sure, you know.
0: Ginger, I got the same thing with my mother-in-law, so we'll yeah. hug it out yeah. um, after this podcast. Yes, Definitely, man. It's those
1: those the the moms and grandmas with their their grandsons and sons. Oh, man. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Uh, I've made a I've made a pledge I will not do that to either of my sons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. No, but it's funny cuz I saw my mom in the way she is with my brothers and with my sister-in-laws and I don't know what it is. Like I'm I'm glad I had a daughter. <laughs> I don't have to deal with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, the next time we chat, we're going to be close to Christmas. Yay! I can't wait. So we'll, we'll, we'll revisit real quick at the beginning of the next one to talk about what we've made and how we finished everything that we said we were going to finish. How about
1: that? Let's hope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yep. Can't wait. Uh, hopefully I'll have everything done and shipped. That's the other thing. I got to ship everything. Oh, so. oh dear. <laughs> Well, that's a whole new
0: deadline. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be staying tuned. Bye now.
1: Hey, it's Ginger. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Now, don't go anywhere because I've got a special treat for you. Handy Quilter now presents this conversation with Gina Sambita, an educator for Handy Quilter. Gina, it's so nice to talk with you. Happy to be
3: here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes. And this is not our first meeting. We've actually worked together before. You did a—you were a guest on the Quilt It series, which I believe you can actually see the episodes that you were on. It's from season eight. And I believe that they are up on the Quilting Daily uh, YouTube site. So I think you can go up there and uh, definitely go check those out because that was a really fun series that we had worked on together. So give us a little bit of your background. How did you get started? Because you've got kind of a fun story.
3: I've been quilting for about 35 years. I didn't have anybody in my family that quilted. Or I had maybe a grandmother and great grandmother that sewed and did some crafts. But kind of just my grandmother bought me a sewing machine when I was 12 and never stopped from that time on.
1: So what was it about quilts though? Like, I mean, that that's definitely like I could see clothing or something like that. But for a young kid at 12 to see quilts, what age did you actually start quilting?
3: I didn't start quilting right then. I did do clothes, start with clothes first. Yeah. Made some of my own clothes, which I'm not sure if they looked good on me or not. And then I, yeah, I did a number of different crafts along the way. And uh, when I got married, I decided to make a quilt for my bed and kind of just got stuck on quilting ever since then
1: nice yes it's so amazing so that's kind of cool so you did one just for yourself
3: yeah I, I started with like it was like a McCall's pattern that you know had all sorts of little pieces and I started to trace them out because I hadn't even realized that there was a rotary cutter yet Oh. And I don't even think I made it through one block. It The first quilt ended up being just big squares of fabric because I was a little yeah. overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, no, but that's a great place to start. And there are probably so many quilters out there where that's where you start. You know, it's just putting those pieces together and getting that first piecing done. So where did the quilting obsession come in? Like when did you really start getting into the actual quilting part of it?
3: I had a friend, we were both sewing and kind of dabbling in quilting and she was in a quilt guild and she invited me to join the quilt guild. And I really think that's, I mean, that's where I've learned a lot and just it really took off and, and became my passion.
1: And I think the last time we had spoken, you were a member of
3: two guilds. Is that still true? Or are there more now? <laughs> no, there has been three, but I think I'm back down to two again. Two is nice. plenty.
1: How does you being a national educator for Handy Quilter, how has that all come about? And what is that like?
3: I've had long arms before I came in contact with Handy Quilter. And then I was working at a shop that sold Handy Quilter and got my first one and just absolutely fell in love with the machines that they make and the support that they offer and education, which now I'm a part of. And so I kind of got to know some of the territory sales managers. And then once I wasn't at the shop, two territory sales managers that I knew suggested, hey, have you thought about being an educator? Because they had seen, you know, my quilts and seen me kind of teaching a little bit.
1: So what do you think it was that kind of uh, sealed the deal with quilting as far as is it the process of it? Is it that amazing feeling you get when you actually finish a quilt? Is it just the artistry of it? You know, what is it do you think that really kind of made you want to be a quilter?
3: Well, my most favorite part of the quilt is the last stitch when I'm all done with it. (laughs) And And it's now ready to either put on the bed or give as a gift or give as comfort. You know, I, I really like that part of it. It's definitely an art form and, you know, gets that creativity going. But I just really like the idea that you're giving gifts to others and sharing it.
1: Oh, that's great. And then, so how long have you been with Handy Quilter?
3: It'll be at the end of this year, it'll be five years that I've been teaching wow. with them. Yeah. So, nice. I, yeah. And I, I kind of hit the ground running because of the territory sales managers being the ones that had recommended me. I was teaching right away, which I, you know, I love teaching.
1: What's your favorite part about teaching?
3: Well, I really love doing the hands-on classes where they get to be on the machines and see those light bulbs go on. And it's like, oh, I didn't know it could do that or whatever.
1: Is there a favorite part that you pretty much get the same reaction like every time when you show it? Or is there something you know that, that's really familiar that makes
3: that light bulb go? It definitely seems like it's different for every person. But one thing is like teaching them how to use the machine where there's different stitch regulated or manuals. And really, a lot of them, you know, they have their own machine, they haven't really taken the time to experiment and get to try it. And that's what the classes are great, because they have someone there to kind of help walk them through it and be more willing to try something new.
1: You said that you've had long arm machines before, but when you came across the handy quilter ones, and I know you had mentioned, you know, the machines themselves and also the classes, but what is it about a handy, because you're not the first person to tell me this, you know, it's like, there's just something about a handy quilter machine. Can you get into a little more detail about that? Like maybe some of the mechanics of it?
3: Well, one thing is the care of it. Like, it's so easy. You change your bobbin and you just put a little drop of oil and keep the wheels dusted and all that kind of stuff. It's really not overwhelming to Mm -hmm. care for it and keep it running at its tip top. And, you know, I really didn't realize before I started this with... Knowing the support that you get, you know, if you have a company that only has where they make it and that's it, if something goes wrong, it's hard to get that support. And Handy Quilter has so many retailers across the country and actually across the world that if you need some help, they are there to help you. So I really, I really appreciate that.
1: Oh, yeah. No. And it's so funny. When we were filming the Quilted series, we actually got to go to the facility in Utah. It's uh, right outside of Salt Lake. It is amazing. Like for me, that was the first time I'd ever been to anything like that before and kind of go through because I'm sure you've been there a bunch of times. What do they have there? Like explain their whole, like, I feel like I don't do it justice when I try to explain it. So talk a little bit about that place.
3: Yeah, there's two stories. And so when you're in the upper story, there's a spot where you can look out the window and look down into where they are putting the machines together. They have a separate section where they spend time testing the machines before they go out, sewing off with the machines before they go out. So that's really a cool operation to see the working on pro stitcher, you know, all the engineers and stuff working on that. Like I said, if you call in and you have a problem, they have dedicated tech support. They have dedicated sales support. When we've been there, for our training. I think it's Monday mornings. They they get the whole building together and kind of report of how the week went and they really k- try to keep everybody on the same page and, you know, as a cohesive team. I think it's
1: a real sense of community. I feel like whether you're the technician that's out there building the machines or you're the instructor helping the people learn how to use their machines, it just seems
3: like everybody has that same goal of quilting happiness. Even if you call and you were going to be traveling by Salt Lake, you can call them up and they'll give you a tour.
1: Oh, I highly recommend it. Like I said, it was one of the best experiences. How often do you get to go out? Do you get to go out there a good amount?
3: Usually about once a year, they have the educators come and do training, anything that's, you know, happened that's new that that we all kind of need to get on the same page because we're normally just out teaching by ourselves. Sometimes we teach with another teacher, but we don't get to see the whole group. So it really kind of helps us to stay in contact and feel like we're a part of the big group. So do you have
1: any tips for anybody who might be interested in becoming like an educator? Like what are some of the processes that they can go through in order to kind of become one?
3: If you knew somebody in there,
1: that always helps. Good old nepotism. That never hurts. (laughs) You know,
3: you can go on to Quilter's website and I know that they do job opportunities and you can sign up online, that kind of thing. But to prepare yourself, I mean, basically when they had us start, it's like, they're not teaching us to teach. We already came as teachers Mm -hmm. and then they want us to know the machines. So Mm -hmm. if you want to teach, you would probably get yourself as familiar with the machines as you can and Pro Stitcher, We love the computerized part of the um, quilt. Oh
1: yeah. The best way for somebody to do that, as you mentioned, is to definitely go to the Handy Quilter website. How can they find out more information about you?
3: Well, I do have a website, quiltwithgina.com. It basically just says where to find me next type of deal Mm -hmm. on the things that I'm working on. That probably reminds me, I need to update it.
1: Nice. Yep. Yep. Hopefully we'll get a lot of people to come check it out. So we were kind of in
3: a little bit of a lull with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So now, yeah, we're just kind of getting started again and getting back up into full teaching schedules and that kind of thing. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Oh, good. Well, it is so nice to catch up with you again. I feel like it's been way too long since I've seen you. I appreciate the work that you as a national educator are doing and just getting that info out. As you had mentioned, you know, go check out handyquilter.com and, you know, really get to know that whole community because they've introduced me to wonderful people like you, so I can't be more thankful. All right. Thanks a lot, Gina. appreciate it. Go to handyquilter.com now to find the right machine, local events, or quilting classes for you.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.